online and on your mobile. From the UK to the world, this is Diverse FM. Extinction Rebellion has been organizing protests across the world and campaigning for what they believe the right attitude towards climate change. However, there are quite a few cases where they were challenged by either media or the experts or the public. As some believe those people did more than they should. What do you think of what they have done? Welcome to the podcast. Hello and welcome. You're listening to Robin and Friends, a weekly podcast featuring stories. Ideas and opinions from around the world. I'm Robin of Robin and Friends. You're always welcome to get in touch and tell me what you think about Extinction Rebellions. Find us on social media at devilsfm.net on Twitter and at devilsfm on Weibo. Email me devils.fm at foxmail.com and visit our website devilsfm.weebly, which is w-e-e-b-l-y.com. Robin and Friends. In this episode, I'm joined by Agathe Dijoux, my friend in France, studying the master degree at this time, and she's quite a um, I would say, activist um, of campaigning for the climate change. Um, Agathe, thank you so much for your time. Hi, thanks for having me. It's lovely having you back on the podcast. First of all, um, so you are a huge fan of stopping climate change. <laughs> I should say that. Yeah. Oh,、uh, yeah. I like how you said I'm an activist when I'm like. The, all of the activism that I do is share stuff on my <laughs> Instagram stories. But yeah, thanks. Yeah, I guess I'm passionate about the environment, and I actually do study environmental politics. So I'm passionate enough to make it my job. That's a lovely thing to hear.、Um, that makes our、yeah. discussion even more interesting, isn't it? I feel that this is going to be a very interesting topic.、Um, so、okay. let's start by.、Um, Telling me、uh, your feeling about extinction rebellion in general, because、um, they've been doing a lot of、um, protests, marchings, gatherings, and especially、um, before the pandemic started, they did a lot. After the pandemic, they started to do some campaigning in the cities in the UK, in London, in some other places.、Um, tell me, are you feeling? Do you feel they are doing the right thing? I have a positive feeling about Extinction Rebellion. I'm not gonna lie; like I'm not against them or anything. And I think I think they're necessary to the to the debate on climate change. But I'm I'm not gonna lie either. I'm you know never gonna say never, but I probably won't like be part of them either. Yeah, that makes sense. But why why would you say that? Because you mentioned that you are a fan of um what they're campaigning for. The idea of stopping the climate change, but you are also not gonna be part of the end.、Uh, maybe the marching, the protesting. Is that because you feel like the protesting is not as good as they should be? I mean, first of all, like I'm personally not like I like talking about climate change, and I mean, a lot of people are probably not gonna agree with me, but like I'm I I like just kind of demonstrating and requesting the government like does something, and also these things, but also like. Personally, I would not go towards like if I were to join a an NGO. Basically, I would be more towards like Greenpeace, which does like direct action, but for companies rather than politicians. If that makes sense, because like okay, let's get to the point. Like just because Extinction Rebellion, there's a lot of controversy around them, and I'm not comfortable enough yet to be able to like take on the like. Mental burden of being part of this,、hmm. as in like people judging and everything. You know, I'm gonna challenge you on that.、Uh, do you? so. Um, tell me what you think about the controversy they have. 
Okay, so the controversies that, that they have are, so some of them are violent or more or less violent, and but most of them are not violent, so I think they're doing the, the right thing. They're just kind of being disturbing. Um, and I do agree with the fact that they should be disturbing too. Um, I've heard a lot of, you know, comments on, um, if if there's an ambulance that needs to get through and everything, and even in France, also a group of Extinction Rebellion, I think, or maybe not, um, but are, there's other groups that, like, in which, like, people who are not responsible for climate change or who are not politicians uh, have to then clean, it, clean everything up, and that's not fair on the people who have to clean it up, but it's also, like, the responsibility of politicians to make a change towards like more more sustainability um, so that Extinction Rebellion will stop doing that. I also have a question about whatever they're doing. So you just feel like I, I know they're campaigning, I know they're protesting, I saw the news, I saw the coverage. But I'm also asking myself, what actually are they asking for? Are they asking for the change of the policy from a certain person? Or are they asking for like everyone, including you and me, to take on some responsibility or are they asking for the scientists giving up more you know solutions to the um, to the wastes to the pollution or to anything like that so what do you think Aga, that it is actually what they are asking for at this time they i, I think uh, and i'm pretty sure that they're asking politicians directly to make some to make a change they're not asking people to take individual responsibility because that's not that's not how it works that's not how the planet's going to be saved and um, individual action is great, and yes, you should recycle, and yes, you should uh, actually decrease your waste as much as possible, but that's another thing. Anyways, they, they go against politicians. When they do an action, they also go and try and talk to politicians as well. So, like, there's a kind of behind-the-scenes um, work that's going on, too, and they're trying to make them, like, understand that, the climate crisis is important and that it should be at the like the priority of the government instead of other things. So one more thing that I heard from recent news coverage on the Extinction Rebellion um, campaigns in London is that they blocked they block the, um, a, a few news agencies, like they blocked the newspaper um, publishers, so, they, uh, so the newspaper cannot go, go out in the morning at the um, right time. Um, and that was heavily criticised by the media in this country, especially Dan Wootton, who is a presenter on talk radio. He had a conversation with the representative from Extinction Rebellion, and he called them the Marxism or, so, or communism, something like that, and saying they are destroying the capitalism by blocking the news, blocking the freedom of press. And in terms of the things like that, do you think, Aga, that they are having actually much more a political purpose rather than climate change. I mean, it's slightly unfair for me to, to challenge you because you're not part of the Extinction Rebellion leadership, but just tell me what you think about the situation. Do you think they are having more political um, kind of like requirements or purpose rather than simply climate change? Well, that's the thing. The climate is political at this point, and that's, and that's their point that they're trying to make too. Like, they're trying to make politicians change the way that they... Um, lead countries basically so like they're making the climate political because it is political at this point because it's because that's the only way that like it's going to be 
solved because you can't ask every single person in the world to like stop consuming. Also, just a quick thing, I find it quite paradoxical, or I get I guess funny that um, the journalist, uh, how to say that, like criticized extinction rebellion for not being in favor of capitalism when, and I thought I I thought they would have been criticized for like not letting the freedom of the press when actually they're being criticized for like being against capitalism like shocker environmentalists are not all <laughs> in favor of capitalism I find it quite funny that before the freedom of the press capitalism is more important apparently yeah and that's one thing I heard from the news recently and obviously as I said it's slightly unfair from to challenge you as you're not part of ext extinction rebellion leadership but again I'm happy to hear your points on that I heard so many people telling me that climate change, as you just tell me now, climate climate change, environmental protection, it is more about a political issue. You explained to me just now briefly, but I still want to ask you, why would you think it's more about politics rather than scientific things, science? Um, because the science has already proven itself, but people who are skeptic of the climate are not scientists anymore. About like, I think the number is 97% of scientists do agree that climate change is a thing and that it is real and the most prominent scientists are also saying that um, it is like due to human action and even some of them are, are saying that it's not the fault of humans but that, that it's the fault of capitalism but that's another issue um, but yeah so like the, it's not about science anymore because the science has proven itself and the science shows that something's happening and for example like all the fires happening right now in California but they, they're also happening obviously in the Amazon rainforest and everything that's not normal it's not like natural or the way that earth is supposed to go um, or like anything yeah a lot of species have been extinct in the past like 50 years which is not like normal or anything because they were not like genetically made to like be extinct it's now that it's getting political because that it only only like political leaders are now able to put in place policy in favor of the environment and for a lot of yeah to like just help the planet recover. From and there are also discussions on um, not just about who who is she's more is responsible politicians or scientists, and um, but also discussions on what who should be responsible for. The um, the destroy of the climate and the the pollution across the across the world, um, lots of discussions on whether the Western society, so-called Western society, which is I guess mainly represent the developed world, uh, or the developing world, because you know there are people arguing saying that developed countries, they have high technology, but they have been going through a long industrial revolution. That's kind of the um the basis of the pollution created in the past like few decades. And there are other people coming on to this discussion saying, you know, developing countries who are now struggling with the economy, especially after the pandemic, they are producing much more product products than before, trying to get the economy back up. But um, all this production, the majority of the production, let's say, produce a lot of you know, produce a lot of pollution um, in their region, especially in Asia, in Africa. Um, so, what would you like to say about this, then, Naga? Do you think it's more about developed countries, developing countries, or it's more about everyone, every country in this world? How would you describe this situation? Well, I'd say that the industrial revolution has started in 
the now developed countries, so like Western world, I guess, like UK, US and stuff, Europe. It's it's not fair on developing countries now to say that it's all their fault now because they're just following the same path as developed countries have been following for literally cent centuries. It's it's a very tricky question because it's like who's responsible now? Like and it wouldn't be fair on developing countries now to tell them, oh, you know, don't don't get developed because mm -hmm. we've we've used up all the, the earth resources in the past two hundred years, so we'll let you like not be as developed when you could or would want to be more developed and um, use like carbon based things and production and things and also the whole, you know, globalization has made it so, like, has a dynamic where mm. developing countries are the ones producing everything, and they're the ones, obviously, emitting a lot more CO2 than developed countries, because developed countries now are the ones um, thinking the things and using, like, electronics and everything, and not that developing countries are not using electronics or not thinking, but like in globalization, there's more like mills in China than there are in Europe probably, and or at least they're like working a lot more, and for developed countries too. So it's just like everyone's profiting off of also pollution. So it's it's not just like oh yeah, like you're a big polluter, just stop because. China is the country that emits the most uh, CO2. So, like, if China stopped emitting all the CO2, then there wouldn't be any products going to the Europe or the US or North America. It's just important to remember that and to make sure that, like, everyone is supported in the mm. way that they want to be supported. Lovely to hear your thoughts on this one. Um, and the next question is a bit tricky. It's a bit challenging. Feel free to let me know if you don't want to answer that. But... Um, you know, you heard what happened in France. You saw people campaigning in France, um, extinction rebellions, campaigning, marching, protesting on the streets, asking for change. Um, do you think the situation in France is changing? Do you think the um, politicians are, ma are making changes? Do you think they're doing something to improve the um, the, the climate, the environmental protection efforts? I'm going to take some time to answer this one. Um because there's a lot of things going on right now, actually, in the past couple of weeks. Um, so you know how in two years ago there were there was the Yellow Vest movement, which was um, a, a very big kind of um, I don't want to say revolutionary, but it was a very like people would be in the, in the streets every Saturday and everything, and people were asking for social justice and a little bit of environmental justice, but mostly social justice and um, from that sparked a big like convention of about 150 people who were discussing how France and the French government should be like tackling climate change. And that big convention of 150 people who were like you know drawn at random, they all discussed everything and they made propositions to the government, as in like what should we do in order to tackle climate change in France? So, like it was like. Uh, maybe, um, I don't know, like not as many planes or uh, not as many cars or these kind of things or like more public transport and everything. And the the president back in June had a, like made a big speech about them and 
everything that they'd done and he was like yeah okay so yes I'll do this yes I'll do that no I won't do this yes I'll do this and that and so he was very it, it made what it made me personally feel very hopeful about it I, it made me feel like he cared about it and about a couple weeks ago no a couple of days ago um, because also in France we had the mayor elections back in June so we elected mayors which is a big like it's a big deal because it's like you know the city leader and a lot of a lot of mayors were elected from the Green Party or our coalition between the the left and the Green Party, which is amazing and also in very big cities, including Bordeaux. And a couple of days ago, two mayors, including the one in Bordeaux, made some pretty controversial statements, as in like the Bordeaux mayor said, mm -hmm. "Oh, there's not gonna, there will not be a." Christmas tree in Bordeaux this year or something because like it's a bit it, anyways but among other things and anyways the French president then said we're not gonna go back to being Amish it was also about the 5G development and everything so he was like I don't want to be like I don't want the French people to live like Amish people and I found it very very offensive because okay. I'm not necessarily like yeah no, I'm I'm still listening. I'm just thinking that it's interesting what you say. You feel offended by um, what what you heard from that. Um, so do you think that's kind of a reflection of the different opinions that divided this society? Like, there are people supporting the efforts, at least the some efforts made by politicians, and there are some other people saying, you know, it's kind of the return to the old time, to the old time where we don't have lots of technology, we don't have lots of you know, all this kind of stuff to help our lives getting better. What do you think about the, the division there? Well, the, the thing is, being, like, environmentally friendly is not about going back to having no electricity or anything. It's just about not taking unnecessary things, such as 5G. I know that 5G is very, like, controversial, and a lot of people love it, and a lot of people think that people who are against 5G are not, like, are crazy or anything. But, like, the 5G debate is is just like one among so many and like being environmentally friendly doesn't mean you live under a rock or because like we've also been raised in a society that does not allow to live under a rock anyways and we also have like social like obligations that don't allow us to just not have electricity or anything like we have to have a computer now and everything so it's like it's not about it's not about going backwards, it's just about not going unnecessarily forward. Mm. Or like going forward, but as like science is great for medicine and everything, and that's amazing. And it should stay just for like medicine and things and yeah. It is a topic that we're going to come back sometime in the future again. So um, it's lovely to have a chat with you, Ogan. I mean, I'm, I'm, I do apologize for challenging you a little bit too much um, in terms of Extinction Rebellion. I know you're the lead, not part of the leadership, but again, happy to hear your points on that. And um, thank you so much for your time. Yeah, thanks for having me. That's how I got to do my friends in France studying um, the master degree related to environmental climate change and politics. And again, I think it's quite interesting point that she put forward there, asking you um dear listeners if you're listening to this do you think the climate change thing is more about politics rather than scientists do you think it's more about a um campaigning rather than about the, the habits of people that you know get today um like day-to-day -day life 
they what they have, and what they told their children, they tell their family, tell their friends. I know my some of my friends who are pretty much strict with the climate change, and they do a lot to protect the climate. In, in, for example, they use uh, all this kind of non、um, disposable stuff. Like they they only use the stuff that is. Just for them, and they're not gonna just use this, but like buying a plastic bag every time when they go to the supermarket, which is really fascinating. But again, I have friends who do not care about this at all. They just have new plastic bags every single time they go into the same supermarket. Um, it's it's well, it's hard to say they're right or wrong. I mean, obviously, that's not really environmental friendly. If they buy a lot of plastic bags every single time they visit a supermarket, but again. It's not for me to say standing in front of them, even though they are my friends. Saying it's not right. You shouldn't. You shouldn't do that. You should stop buying new bags every time. You should reuse the bags rather than, you know, dispose them. Do you think it's more about the politics or the、um, scientists? I'd love to hear your points on that one. Feel free to get in touch. More than happy to hear from you. Um, and thank you so much for listening to this one. Until next time, bye bye. Thanks for listening. To find out more, check out our website diversefm.weebly.com or email diverse.fm@foxmail.com. Until next time. This is Diverse FM.